Do we have a treat for you guys and girls? Fellas! Oh, God. Hey! You gonna say something? Yeah, or? man. Right. Let me do this my way. I'm All hosting right. this, not you. You'll okay. get your turn. Long okay. pause. Yeah. yeah. That was dramatic. Dead air. Yeah, that's what I was trying to be. So Let me know. I'll eat a chip. We have a brand new show that we're gonna do every Tuesday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Star. And Dave's drinking cold beverage on the air. We're eating chips. If you can't tell, and we're just gonna have fun. It's I like called it. the happy hour. What do you guys think? I'm all about I'm the happy it hour. So far. I'm we're all about the happy hour. I don't, the, uh, I don't it know is if I like it, the host. It is what it says it is. Well, next week it'll be a different host. Yeah, it's true. Every we're, week we're gonna rotate. So all the shows that we do on DallasCowboys.com, the app, and Connected TV, we will rotate hosts and and personalities and. Man, it's 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 a great day today at the Star. It's football season. It bro. is football season. Go Tigers, Sorry. by the way. Hey. Thank you. Go Tigers. Thank you. Yep. Nick, did you enjoy the Tigers game this weekend? It, yes, I had a good time. The yep. first half was awesome. Texas Live was great in the second half, and uh, <laughs> yep. it was. So you it was, pulled the cord halfway through. Smart man. Yeah. yeah. But you smart know, smart man. I, I'll tell you this, and my team is a rival to LSU, but that fan base right there is strong. It's a strong, fun fa- fan base. And that game was was cool. It really was a good game. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun atmosphere. It wasn't a good game because LSU looked pretty good. They looked really good. All three of you went. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. We did. So the concept of this show is we don't really know what's going to happen on this show, and I think that's what the greatness of this thing is. We might talk a little college football. We might drink <laughs> a little cold beer. We might not in that order. Not in that order. We might uh, talk some some NFL football. But the cool thing about this week, football actually means something. Yeah. For yeah. everybody on the team. What did, you, what did you do today, Brian? I watched the Carolina Panthers. That's football. Yes. Yeah. I sat down and, uh, and studied the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. And I'm sure we'll get into the dynamics of their team as we go along. But uh, some new faces there in Carolina. And, you know, again, new faces here for the Cowboys. It, it ought to be a really good matchup overall just because of the talent level on both teams i mean you they've got some defensive guys that can flat play they've got some offensive weapons got a special quarterback i believe but yeah it, it's it's if you're talking about a game right out of the blocks you know this is one that should draw your uh, your interest so even if you're not if you're just a football fan two really quality teams obviously like i mean we're biased we work for the cowboys we spend all our time covering them but I looked at the slate for this week. I mean, and there are other good games for sure. Like, you know, the Packers will play the Bears this week, and Eagles-Falcons will be a good way to open it on Thursday. But you just talk about young, interesting teams with aspirations. Like, this Panthers-Cowboys is going to be as good as anything that happens this weekend. Absolutely. I'm not not shaking my head at you, Dave. I'm shaking my head at Shannon because I'm like, there's no way you're eating those. Yeah, I don't know how you think you're going to eat buffalo wings during a radio show. Smell those. No, they smell smell great. You're going to get into them during the break. The food here is really good if you've never been to Concrete Cowboy. Cowboy Absolutely. Come over here. Come over. Come on, hang out with Joe Simler and Derek Eagleton. Yeah. And all the people. Hey, guys. So, Broadus, you have a theory about – so we're opening up on the road against the NFC South. Yeah. You have a a theory that – Yeah, I do, Shannon and guys. I I, You know, I believe that – if this is going to be a playoff team for the Cowboys and the way that these games come down to field goals and tight and all that, I'm not talking about Dan Bailey field. I'm just talking about (laughs) tough games. I'm talking about tough games. I don't think if you're a team with playoff aspirations that you can have a bad run against the NFC South. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could be one and three and, and lose to Atlanta and lose to Carolina and lose to New Orleans. I, I just don't think you can do that and expect to be in the playoffs. 
those are all three quality teams. They were all teams that were in the playoffs last year. And I, I think you have to get off to a good start. When they, you know, when, when they were th won 13 games two years ago, what they do? They swept the NFC North. Mm -hmm. They swept the AFC North. You know, and that helps you. Then what the, the losses they had were against the Giants and the Eagles. I mean, the divisional and the division is tough enough as it is. I just don't think you could go to Carolina. And I'm one of these guys, and I, maybe people think I'm wrong about this. I think every win is a, every game is a must win because you only play 16 of them, and, and it comes down to well, okay, you Atlanta got in the playoffs, they beat you head to head. You know, these are just things you have to think about. Even though it's week one, I think you have to think about it as getting off on the right foot in order to say, okay, now we'll put Carolina behind us. Who else can we keep, you know, putting? You got Seattle will be a team probably have mm -hmm. to deal with. Detroit, you're probably a team you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have the opportunity as we go along here to beat some teams that you're going to be competing for if you don't win the division. Yeah. We're, jump, you're, we're jumping into a philosophical conversation yeah. there because I don't agree with you at all. I, th I mean, every game in the NFL is important because there's only 16, but right. a must-win game is like the Seahawks game on Christmas Eve last year that they did not win. Like, they, yeah. they had to win that game to keep their season alive, and they didn't. But to your point, you, I mean, you can trace this thing back as far as this format has gone. Like, you play two whole divisions every year. Right. And how you do against them almost always determines your season. I mean, they swept everybody in 16. In, right. In 14, they swept the AFC South, which was much weaker than it is this year. They're playing the AFC South this year. Looks very formidable. I mean, Andrew Luck is back. The Texans are stacked. The Jags are obviously stacked. I'm just stacked. thinking about the teams, Dave, that, are, that you're going to no, have to deal well, with in the playoffs. No, and, well, Potential my, playoffs. And that's and my, my point being is that you're playing two divisions – at least seven of the eight in those divisions have genuine playoff aspirations. Right. I mean, the Panthers were a playoff team last year, the Falcons and the Saints, so three You don't believe in must-win games, by the way? You've got me kind of irritated now. No. Oh, here we go. Let's go. And in terms of must, in terms of the season's over and you didn't accomplish your goals if you don't win? Why no. do they always have a deal when they say a team goes 0-2 that they don't make if, the playoffs? You know, if it's, every, it's always 0-2. If every game is a must-win game, then how do 8-8 eight and 9-7 eight and and teams make the playoffs on a regular basis? They clearly didn't win all their games. They were actually were barely. But they had to win. They had to win eight of them to get in the playoffs. What if they but, did, what if they, they didn't lost, win eight? But they lost eight. Like you have a margin for error. It's just, you you have to win, obviously. But why why That's allow a margin? Why you. why allow a margin of error? Because you're not going to go sixteen and zero. Only one team's ever done it. That's yeah, why. but, I mean, uh, to me, you, you, that's the goal to try and go 16 Of course that's the goal. I'm that's saying how the, that's why the Patriots every year just dominate everybody. I'm telling you. Because they win all their games. It's not going to happen, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to lose games. It's which games do you lose. And that's my point is seven, again, seven of the eight teams in these divisions they play this year have legit playoff aspirations. The Jags were in the playoffs last year. Sure. The Titans were in the playoffs last year. Three of the four teams in the NFC South were in the Go playoffs. Go one and three year. against the NFC South yeah. and see what happens That's my to point. You. These yeah. intersectional games are important. Yeah. We're I, saying I mean, the same I thing. I think you could say go one and three against anybody, and you're, you're going to struggle. I think you look at games uh, like it's going to come back at the end of the year and go that one was yeah. the one. It could Green be Bay, it could Rams. Be Atlanta for sure last year. Yeah, that was a big many one. reasons because Atlanta, you know, they elevated themselves. And so I think that you always go back and go, man, that one was the game. And it could be this first game, you know, depending on what happens with Carolina. I, I agree with you that you, you've got you've to win all of them, you know. But, I mean, I agree with Dave that they're not all must win, but I agree with you, Brian, because it's like you've got to treat it like, ah, we'll get them next week. There's no more next week. See, this is, where, this is where front office guys think differently than maybe the fan. Where the fan will ask us that question in week 12 about, oh, was this a must win game? 
And, and me, I'm like, it was must win to me in week one. Mm-hmm. Because no. you, you know, you've only played 16. So you're going to pack it in if they start 0-1? Like start working on the draft show? Or? No, I won't do that. Okay. I won't do that. But I, I, I feel like that you'll miss an opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I'll be disappointed, and I'll turn around and say, you know what? The Giants games must win, Dave. Yep. And if they lose that, then they'll then they'll no. flip you some real cool stat then that you don't make the playoffs at all. You're getting into real trouble when yeah. you start flirting with 0-2 yeah. and worse than but that. Then, so you're saying that these games aren't really they, – they don't mean much, yeah, right? That's not what I said. Yeah, that's okay, kind of what you did. Let, no, me ask, let, let me ask you guys this. Do you remember a season – that there was so much uncertainty. Like, it feels like to me, usually I have an opinion going into the season. Like, I feel like they're going to be good. I feel like they're not going to be great. I feel like they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. This year, I have no idea. Nothing would surprise me because there's so many, I guess, new players, young team, so many question marks, young secondary. You don't know what the what the front seven is going to be like You know, going into the season with two running backs. Do you all remember a whoa, season that's whoa, kind whoa. of up in the air whoa. like this? Hold on. What? Yeah. Huh? What was that last what? thing? Just two Hold running backs. What do you mean? Oh, just two running backs. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you meant two running backs. Like, you know, you've got two guys that are going to get the ball here. Sorry. You got one. And then yeah. You, and then you got a sorry. guy that's, that's why you got two. They're going to plug in <laughs> if he gets hurt. Yeah, so. yeah. You got yeah. two because, because you, you have one. <laughs> right, right. But sorry. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there were, there were years where there's some uncertainty there, but it starts with, with the quarterback. I mean, you think he's going to be really good, but you, you never know. I mean, that mm-hmm. offensive line – that's what you were counting on this whole time, and and this center uh, of it all is not going to probably be literally here for the, for, yeah, yeah. The, the will not be here for this first game. So that changes a little bit or a lot of bit. We'll find out. And, and so yeah, I think that that's where it starts. It kind of snowballs from there. I still think they're going to run the ball well, and you've got two wild cards on defense that they were drafted because they were studs in college. There were reasons why they fell. If they play like studs now then you got something on defense. If Randy Gregory and Jalen Smith are flying around the ball, they are going to be a very good defense. You are right about that. And that, that could change everything because then your offense, and now you can play downhill. Which, mm-hmm. To Shannon's point, I completely agree with you. I, I mean – But you don't know. No, no, you absolutely yeah. don't know, which is why if you told if, – if, if you came to me from New Year's Day 2019 and said, Dave, the Cowboys went 5-11, and 11, I'd well, be – First of all, you don't remember New Year's Day. Like, <laughs> you're, 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 that's that's not a good day to come that's to you about point. anything. That's a okay? really good point. Wait. Go back the night. Wait. For he doesn't it. remember Sunday, much less New Year's Day. I wait mean, for every January LSU 3rd. game is New Year's Day, right. New Year's Eve. You're absolutely right. <laughs> How many beers did you drink Sunday, Dave? Um – Couple dozen, probably. If I had, he to was guess. good. He was in good stead. I wouldn't let him be ah, too busy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, having, he was fine. You didn't, I was, you didn't I was, have to carry your son out. I was having fun, but not. I was com- a little worried to a point. No, <laughs> hey, compared to some of the people that were around us. No, I know. It I was, had all it was my depressing. motor. I had all my motor skills. It's it's not good when you wait eight months to watch your favorite college football team and then you don't remember any of the game. Yeah, that's that's not me. Yeah, it's <laughs> Dave playing right now. Well, yeah. Dave, like, wow. Dave, as Dave walks down there, he he starts. He I didn't know we wore white. I'm yeah. not talking about me. I'm talking about some of the people that were in my section. Yeah. Uh, you, sometimes you get a little overserved. It happens. No, I, you, you were the one that came down and said they stopped serving in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Kind of gave me that line, and hey, I'm like, huh, okay. I, I made, Benny I'm, goes, how many have you had, Dave? I made and it he was home. like, <laughs> I made it home, and I remember <laughs> most of the game. Like, get, out, get on my level. I went to LSU. That's what we do. Sorry. I'm with you. About okay. 35 years ago, I did the same All right. thing. I took the car in the ditch. I'll put it back. You said if you oh. would come to me. If you came to me from January of 2019 and said, Dave, the Cowboys went 5-11, and 11, I'd be like, that's not super surprising, and here's probably why. If you come to me and said they went 12-4, and four, I'd say that's not super surprising, and here's probably why. I and think that answers your question. The variance yeah. is huge for this team. Like, I think they could be great. I think they could be one of the best two or three teams in the NFC. 
I also think they could be kind of lousy. It just depends on What's how What's going to make them lousy? Uh, they could be lousy if these defensive players don't step up the way that they have shown that they can. Right. No swiping. If no swiping and no 94 and, and no – No 50. No continued dominance from Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. No, if, if Sean Lee is out for another extended period of time, uh, if they don't get this safety situation resolved to some type of satisfactory conclusion – uh, on offense, I mean, if so, you went immediately on the defense, though. Well, it, it's the first thing that came to my mind. But if Dak Prescott's not good, this team's probably not going to be good, straight up. And I don't think he needs to be an MVP caliber player, but he needs to be good. Yeah. Uh, if if Zeke is unavailable for whatever reason, you're in a whole mess of trouble. If I mean, I'm curious to see. I I think Joe Looney's going to handle this really well. I really do. I think he's going to play well. But if he doesn't, and and this offensive line goes through struggles like it did last year. I mean, you could be in you for worry a long more, You guys worry more about Looney or or or, or with uh, Connor Williams. Mm. Good um, question. Probably Connor, and that's not a knock on him. I, ju- I mean, Looney's a seven-year veteran. He's been around this team for three years. He's been in the NFL, so I mean, he's been doing the conditioning and the weight training, and he knows what to expect. He's played. You're about to players. get a different answer here. No, no, no. I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah, it's a different answer. I'm gonna say Connor because of Looney. What we were hoping for with Connor was that he'd have left tackle over here that was all world yeah. and all world center over here. And now Looney's still – he's got some issues over here, and, and I think he's going to be good. But, you know, you, he's going to have to be on his own, Connor Williams, a little bit more than we thought. But I, I like him. I like the pick. You guys know where I stand on them making a trade for somebody in Seattle, and, and I, I think that they made the right call on this one. I think, I think this guy's going to be a really good – uh, player in this league. I think he fits perfectly with what they're trying to do. He's mean as a snake, and I think that's good for what they're what they're looking for here. Were there any, with the roster now kind of settling and everything, were there any surprise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut, well, besides the glaring one that was at the top of the second from the top of the list, Yeah. which, Nick, you have an issue with that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I had an issue with it. I just don't think it was a real competition at all. Yeah. I don't think they, they, they competed, and I thought that if you're the best kicker this team's ever had, I think that you deserve the right to, to, to prove that you don't have the confidence of them. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, we don't, he's kind of shaky. Well, you know, miss a kick in Carolina and then maybe miss one in New York, then you have issues. But, yeah. you know, the guy was injured. We know that. Yeah. And he, he gutted through it. He tried his best. And I think he should have had the opportunity to kick in the preseason and, and see what happens. And Do you think he felt that he was in a competition? I don't. I don't think so. I think he looks surprised. And, that, and that's really and that's surprising to me because the man's a captain or right. was a captain, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you feel like though, okay, you plugged in, you owe him that. I mean, is there, I think so. is there, did, did they, you know? I'm really curious, and I, I wish I was still in personnel where I said, okay, when was this decision made? Yeah. Was this an Oxnard decision? Or was this that, was yeah. this was this something going in that they felt like that? You know what? This guy's got a pretty strong leg. Let's see what he can do if he makes a field goal or two. You know, like I say, he missed one in San Francisco that cost mm-hmm. him an opportunity. If they get that, if they get that uh, that field goal, you know, San Francisco drives down and wins the game in the last two minutes. Yeah, they win. Yeah, yeah, they win the game. So you know, now you're sitting there. I mean, I th- I just think this is a huge gamble for Jason Garrett. I really do. And you know, but this might be one of those situations where Jason Garrett might have said, "Listen, I don't want to do this." Mm-hmm. But then they talk about it as a group. We we try right. and get the we try and get a consensus. That's the big word. We try and get a consensus here. Maybe it was three to one that hey we're going to get rid of Dan Bailey. Yeah. And you know and he's sitting there thinking all right 
what much the, like they did with Des Bryant. Are the f- the four votes there? Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, and Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Just making yeah. sure. I'm just my experience of working for the Joneses in that personnel department. That's that's the way it was. It was Larry Lacewell. It was Bill Parcells. It was Stephen and Jerry. Those were the decision makers in there. Yeah, they, it didn't filter down to the scouts and all that. Maybe they came by and asked your opinion on, well, wh- how would you replace this guy? You know, well, and, but it, it never was. It never got into our wheelhouse. Then. I would. I would love to. Sorry, I would just. I would love to have an honest to God conversation with Dan. And that's what it sucks. You know, when a guy gets. You know, we saw Des Bryant. He yeah. rolled up, and rolled right back out. And you know, you don't get to hang around and talk with them and see how they feel and see what they thought about it. Here, but uh, I bet he's got a thought or two. Here's what I don't understand. I'm not a cap expert. I, I'd like to know. It. I, I think I know it pretty well. But so you can roll money into next year, but the two main guys, three. Main guys you're trying to sign, you couldn't sign right now anyways, right? Not right now, no. You could not get a deal done with Dak, Zeke, or Demarcus Lawrence. Right. No. So if you're going to roll money into next year, but couldn't you cut him next year? I mean, like, couldn't you grow into this season yeah. and yeah, see what could. happens? Sure, you could. That's, I, it, wasn't, it, was not a, it was not a move done because of money. I, I, don't, I, don't, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think it is. I they think threw that in there as part of the caveat. I think, once I think they lost confidence in Dan Bailey. I that's, think, that's the bottom line. Yeah, right? I just want to know when. Like, when. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Again, I mean, yes. I felt like we watched all the practice. And even when you started watching, even, you know, you have to pay it. It used to be a time where you didn't have to pay attention to what was going on with the kickers. Right, yeah. Then all of a sudden he missed one. And then, whoop, he missed another one. And then we come back the next day. Oh, he misses one again. He misses. Next thing you know, we're all standing underneath the goalpost. Writing them down. Writing them down. Yeah. And so, you know, but I I just – but he righted the ship. I I just can't believe that a coach – That a coach that, in my opinion, is on the hot seat – is is willing to say okay let's move on from this guy let's move on from this guy let's move on from this guy i I just can't believe that yeah other than dan any any other surprises that either made the team or didn't make the team you mentioned it but i was i was pleasantly surprised that they only kept three running backs or two if you don't count Mm -hmm. jamez alawali not i don't have any beef with darius jackson or bo scarborough but i thought it was outside the box thinking that hey we're mm-hmm. leaning on Zeke anyway, and yeah. we, we can find down-the-road running backs anywhere if we to need plug to. In. I, yeah. f- yeah. I feel like the running back situation, we talked about that on our shows, mm-hmm. that you know, they, could go with, they could go with two running backs, one fullback. Because Scarborough and Jackson didn't do enough for me to say, we've got to have one of these guys right. on my 53. Let right. them both go. Yeah, and I mean, hey, we've, oh, we've got to have this guy. No, it never got to that point. Mm-hmm. Jackson, I thought, outplayed him. What, much like but I thought that Rico outplayed – Schultz Jackson did outplay him but and again I love Darius Jackson but there's like 18 guys like him around the league I would guess I I looked around the waiver wire I wasn't surprised you know like on say Friday I wasn't surprised if if if, uh, Rico makes the team I was a little surprised that he started his morning in jail and then and then makes the team but uh you know he's it didn't change a whole lot from Mm -hmm. what they they wanted him to do that they saw a guy that that's got so much upside and, and you know and Jason Garrett said it the other day actually that you know he's when he when he's engaged on the guy he's got he's a pretty good blocker yeah now he's you got to figure that out but it sounded to me you guys were both there it sounded to me like red zone opportunities might be for him not just to throw it up out to him but when they want to run the ball to Zeke you know that he, it's all in there tight he's got his guy he knows who, who to block and he's big and powerful and he can move the guy he, he made some comparisons to Martellus Bennett. Yeah, he did. It's, it's t- technique-wise. Yeah. 
280-pound guy getting into body, and then all of a sudden you can't throw him. Right. You know, technique's bad, feet's bad, extension bad, but you, ha you can't throw a guy like that. And by the time you try and throw a guy, next you know that number 21's past you. Yeah. It's, it's the blitz off the edge where the linebacker's yeah. coming here and the yeah. safety's over here. Now do I have him because they just made the call here. That's the one that's shaky, and all of a sudden you let the guy go, and Dak's looking out his ear hole when he wakes, you know, when he gets up. So. Surprised you they kept four tight ends? No, no, no. not with those, those. And the cut to 53 video, he was the last guy we talked about, and we thought that that would make the route. Did I agree with it? No, I do not. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't. I felt like that maybe. I'll tell you what surprised me, though, and, and, and I, I, when Brad Sham and I were doing the game in Houston, at halftime we had a front office guy come up to me and talk about Covington. You know, they kept, what, seven linebackers, right? So – I was kind of feeling like that they were not going to keep all those linebackers, but they just felt like that they couldn't lose an opportunity with him to be on the team. They felt like that if they put him out there, that he was gone. So, you know, that was a, I thought that was a pretty deep position that they had. People talk about, oh, well, what's the deep? Well, the offensive line probably is the best if you look at the starters. And then I think you'd have to say that the, that the linebackers are probably the next best group. I asked every member of the front office that I could bump into that very question at training camp. That if, if you assume offensive line is your best position, what's number two? And the answer was linebacker every yeah. single time. Really? Wow. Well, let's take a quick break, pay a couple of bills, and when we come back, we will talk about what excites you boys about the season. On the happy hour. hour and that was what you call seeing how fast you can eat a chicken strip and a carrot stick guacamole before you get yeah. back on the air how's the guac it's great it's very green <laughs> oh yes yeah. yeah is that right nick mm -hmm. okay well welcome back fellas hi 
Hi. So what are you most let's just go down the let's go down the row here. What are, what are we most excited to see Sunday? Not not the on the table, oh, not the oh, clock. Sunday. On Sunday. What what Dave, what are you looking forward to seeing in real time on Sunday in a game situation? Uh, well Nick brought it up, but I mean my well, all right, a couple things. I mean it's I'm excited to see Ezekiel Elliott in year three um, because I can't talk enough about just how different I think this year is going to be for him as opposed to all the stuff he had to deal with, the, the controversy and the uncertainty and the scrutiny and the – I just – I can't imagine that last year was terribly fun for him. Mm -hmm. And he looks he looks focused. He looks – Looks fresh. He looks fresh. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He is in – they Crazy didn't, shake. They yeah. didn't waste his time by making him play dumb preseason mm -hmm. snaps. Um, that bother any y'all at all? Any concerns? No, it's no. awesome. No. Yeah. It's, I, I said Not it, at that position. No. I said it passive-aggressively like that on purpose because it's kind of been my drum to beat for the last three years. Um, kind of said it in the Nick style. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just I think he's going to wreck the league, honestly. I really do. I don't care that Travis Frederick's not there. I mean, I would prefer it if he was, but mm – -hmm. I think he's going to be awesome. I think he's going to be more involved in the passing game. I think he's going to be a 400-carry type of workhorse back who can do it all, and I'm excited to see him do it. Um, other than that, I'll let somebody else talk, but Jalen Smith and Randy Gregory, I mean, how could you not be excited to see what they can do? Yeah. What about you, Nick? Um, I, I don't think this would have changed regardless of what the, the decision they made. I mean, obviously your first field goal, first extra point, you're going to be looking at that, but that would have been the case with Dan still. Mm -hmm. You still want to see that. I, I'll take the obvious. I mean, I, I just think Randy Gregory can change uh, everything, what, what they're trying to do in the back end, uh, safety and, and even linebacker, and those guys can fly around the ball. If, if Cam is having to step up into the pocket because 90 and 94 are coming off the edge, you know, I, I think that that's not where he's the best. Now, if he's running the ball, then that's that's pretty you know tough. But I mean, him throwing on the run and all that stuff—he's a good—he's a great player. He's been an MVP. I get that. But making him have to throw on long situations, I think, is where the Cowboys are going to be in, in best shape. And I think 94 gives him an opportunity. I'm excited to see it. I said it, and I've even apologized to him. I went up to him and apologized to him. I did not ever think he was going to play another snap. I and did if he too. plays yeah. this snap, I've already apologized. He was appreciative of that. Uh, I just said, you know what, a credit to you for doing it, and, and I'm proud of the, the, what he's done, and it's a day-by-day -day journey for him. But if he's on that field, uh, I think it's better for the team. It's great for him, though. Yeah, I'm anxious to see Scott Linehan and how he uses – we talk about running the football, but there's not – who is the established wide receiver out there? Yeah. You know, okay, say Cole Beasley is your established wide receiver. How do you get him going? Last year, teams, coordinators took him out of games. Right. You know. Scott Linehan has shown us the willingness to move him around. He always also taken another shorter guy and Tavon Austin and put him on the outside and run him on some routes down the field. He's been more of a down-the-field player than at any point in his career. But I'm interested to see how. I kind of have an idea what you're going to get with Terrence Williams, but I'm, I want to know what Michael Gallup is going to do. Is this going to be wide receivers by committee? Is it going to be game to game where one guy has seven targets, five catches, and next week it's a different guy. I'm interested to see how Scott Linehan, can he use really a lot of unknown other than the running game? Can he use unknown tight ends and an unknown receiving crew to generate offense, to generate points? Yes, it's going to be about running the football, but he's going to have to find a way to throw this ball as well. I got a chance to talk to uh, Stephen Jones today for an interview that we'll, do, we'll put out later in the week, and uh, he said it'll definitely be by committee right now, 
But he says, you know, you never know if a guy's going to emerge. And the first name he mentioned was Gallup. Really? I mean, he just thinks that, you know, that that could be the guy. Because they, they kind of know what they have in the other players. Uh, but Gallup's the one that has that upside, that, you know, that really could be a difference maker. Um, I'm excited to see what Deontay Thompson does, though, if, if they use him like that. And definitely what Tavon can do. Yeah. Do you think – and I'll ask you this, Broadus, because you watch a lot of tape, and I'll get y'all's kind of feedback – do you think that they're in a position, you know, everybody talked about they weren't creative on offense and yes. they ran the same. Do they sure. have the personnel now and the route runners? Yeah. And now you've got you've got Zeke for a full season and you're not right. worried every week if you he's going to be there, he's not. Do they have do they have the personnel to be able to be more creative on offense? They have better route runners. Okay. And that's and that's I think it's going to be and that, I think that a lot of it says what Sanjay Lyle has come in. If you ask the guys the receivers about and they've said, hey, it's about more about technique. You remember the first OTA practice we got to watch? It was not one football was thrown to a wide receiver. It was all about routes. It was mm -hmm. about steps. It was about planning. It was about turning. It was about coming back to the ball, all those things. So, yeah, if you get into a situation where all of a sudden it's second and four, second and five all day long, you know, and, and that's where you play to the strength of Dak Prescott, ball handler. You know, play action stuff. You know, you're going to get them, and then you get double moves on the outside. You get vertical stuff. You get some. You don't have to fit every slant in there. And I think that's got that was a problem for Dak Prescott last year. It came down to a lot of third and seven throws, and it was slant throws. And balls are getting knocked in the air. They're getting knocked down. They're getting picked sixth. All that stuff. So yeah, if you can get this thing to where it's second and four, second and five all day. Then you can find a way to do that with the receivers. All of a sudden, they're starting to cheat. You don't have safeties. You know, safeties are having to play inside. Now you got more stuff on the outside one-on-one. -on -one. They're going to loosen these guys up with some throws down the field. But, again, the route running underneath in that intermediate area I think will be really, really good for this team. Yeah. You brought up safety. You guys concerned at all? No, Injuries, I, depth, I feel great. Anything? They don't have any I, players who have ever started a game. Yeah, What's there to worry about? There, huh? Yeah, no, I feel awesome. <laughs> I, feel, I feel this is where I feel concerned. I feel concerned about if they don't use Jeff Heath the right way. I think Jeff Heath as a down player is really where Jeff Heath has now shown he can shine. Because if you put him down in that, and they play a lot of that nickel stuff and he has to play down, you got him, Sean Lee, and Jalen Smith all run into the football. If the ball's thrown underneath, they're going to try and run. Give me three tackles. I don't need Jeff Heath playing at depth like Xavier Woods does and run up and run up and run up and run up. At the end of the game, he's got three tackles. I don't need that. I need Jeff Heath around the ball where if something happens, if they do block Jalen Smith, if they do block, uh, uh, if they do block Sean Lee, Jeff Heath's there to kind of clean it up for a three-yard game. You know, I, I, don't, I, I just worry if, they, if they're going to play him, you know, because of, uh, because of Frazier is better playing down than he is playing back. So we'll see how that plays I, out. I think that if you go back and look at the, the best safeties, even the, the ones that, you know, from Seattle a few years ago, from Pittsburgh with Palomalu, from Ed Reed. I mean, even, even Darren Woodson, if you go all the way back, you know, great safeties typically have really good front fours up front, guys that, that are making the ball get out quickly and, and, yeah. and, and, for, and hurt, rushing the throw. So I, it goes back to 94-90, to you know, and, and, and 97, Taco Charlton. And, and, you know, those guys and Doran Armstrong, you know, when they're in the game, they need to have a good rotation uh, of getting, you know, getting after their ass. I mean, that's really what's going to have to happen. And I think that's going to help. That's the best friend to any safety if, if that happens. Mm -hmm. I just best think friend. 
something. Well, <laughs> I think that's a really good point, Nick. And if there's one reason to feel optimistic, it's that this pass rush looks strong. But I just think it's it's funny that you know the line the line of logic in the spring was that you know Tyron Matthew and Kenny Vaccaro and Trey Boston like, were not good enough. Well, it's they they weren't the right kind of safety. You know, yeah. they weren't the right kind. You didn't want to well, hear that, did you? No, no. Not, I would settle for a safety who could play right now, wouldn't you? No, seriously, I don't care if he's a free or a strong. Wouldn't you just Wouldn't you just be happy if you had a guy with a couple dozen starts under his belt? How about a guy with an interception? How about a guy with an NFL pick? You How know, about a guy with like a, their a new guy doesn't have tackles. one? What's his name? Ibrahim uh, Campbell. Campbell. Do you think the? Uh, I would love to be stuck in a situation where I'm like, oh well. Vaccaro's not great at free, but at least he's started 45 games. Do you feel like that they can cover, though, the back end by playing that guy at depth? They did it with J.J. Wilcox. Maybe. maybe I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But, I don't but they know. took they, they started playing Wilcox at depth, and then it became like, oh, he's not making as many terrible plays. I'll, I'll go here with you. I think they can get by until Xavier Woods comes back. But when Xavier Woods comes back, what do you got? Can you answer that for me? Like, do you feel great that it's just going to magically be I feel awesome? Be- I feel better the fact that they're, if they can use Campbell instead of Robinson, yeah. you know. Oh, well, sure. I, I, feel, I feel better about give that. Me, At least Campbell's played game. I mean, yeah, no, I hear I you. I mean, and, and to me, Robinson, I, I think Robinson made this football team. Yeah, he had a couple of good games and a, and a good practice or two. I think. But I think if they had someone better there, they would have they surely made that move. I think they can get by and the pass rush was going to help them get by. But we've known they probably needed a safety since March. And it's, you know, five. I mean, the game's here. This is what it's going to be. And I worry that it's not good enough and they won't have anybody to blame Was it good enough with Xavier Woods? No. We don't know. We don't know. But the point, and that's what I said all along, is even if you like Xavier Woods, you could use somebody else, either because if he's not good or if he gets hurt. And he's hurt right now. And I don't know if it's going to sink their defense, but... When's the trade deadline? Uh, week six. Yeah, no, okay. And why, that's another why, conversation. No. But why but are you asking, Nick? Well, well, I'm asking because... Me and Nick have to have this conversation once a week. It's, on our, it's in our contracts, well, so... They're not, they're not going to give them away for free. No. And, but they're not, they're not going to let them go for nothing, which that's is true. what happens to free agency. So, you know, watching what they do in week one, mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the cutoff here is because after say maybe after week one maybe leading into week two but you know it's not going to be in week three they're not going to do it in week three with they're about to play them they're going to yeah. help help us win yeah right or you know help us help us get beat while you take the best safety and we'll play the, you know. i just have a feeling that this guy is not going to miss he might miss one game well, but is he but is he gonna i mean i just don't see him leaving checks at his age it's tuesday, why do you leave, it's leave? tuesday night of game week and he's not in seattle so, but he can go all the way to Saturday, and he, he's sure playing. he can. Yeah, how many wins is he worth? I think two, if you put him on two point okay, seven. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Good. That's exactly what no, I, no, I was no. thinking. Two point five. All right, let me let me ask you this: How many games is he worth if Sean Lee's out? Because who holds this defense together? No, you're who, right. Who may, who is who is the accountable guy that when maybe maybe it's Jalen Smith, but this team. This is why Nick, I would trade for this guy. Just for the reason of when, when Sean Lee is gone for two or three games, the defense won't fall apart Don't because he play, won't yeah. allow it to fall apart. Yeah. That's why I think you need Earl Thomas in this team. In the age of the salary cap, you can't have a badass at all 11 positions on every side of the ball. That's just not the way it works. But 
you need a badass at every level of your defense. Yeah. They got a they got a Especially couple up the middle. Got a couple badass pass rushers. They got at least one badass linebacker. I don't know if they have any DBs that fit that description. We'll see what the what the two corners will do. Yeah. I like the no, two young won't. corners but though. But I mean Byron Jones, we we've talked about Byron Jones before his boy had a great training camp. Great training camp. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden then Byron Jones is just an okay player. You know, and it's, that's that is. Hey, you talk about things that you are need exciting to hit better to than an okay player. I I'm interested to watch him, but I don't know. I, that's a great point, Brian, about Earl, which is I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's, I've been betting this whole off season that I don't think it will. But if you want it to happen, watch watch if he shows up to Seattle because Seattle's not going to do anything with him until he proves to them that he's willing to miss checks. So yeah. is he there on Sunday when they play Denver? Is he there the next week? That's what's going to determine that. Because if they get to week four and he's yeah. and he's not helping them, maybe it's a little more plausible than it yep. is right now. You know, they, they could have – can you imagine if that would have happened like Saturday, like a trade? What the hell, man? They cut Dan Bailey. Yeah, they traded for – oh, sorry, Dan. All right, yeah. that's good. It's just a kicker. <laughs> it's just a kicker. No big deal. This guy will be fine. We got – you know, they, they yeah. could, they could uh, soften the blow there. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a stalemate. They're not – no one's budging right now. Uh, but I agree with you there. You know, if, if, if he misses some games and, and they realize – that's why I asked about the trade deadline because they don't think – they don't want him to go for nothing, mm-hmm. you know, in free agency, which is what will happen. So if, if this thing isn't looking well for them and, you know – There's uh, people I know, and this is not – I know John Snyder well, but this is not coming from John Snyder, but I've talked to other people in C, at the Seahawks, and they, there's half of that group that wants him gone and another half that's like, we can't play without this guy. We've got, and that's the problem that they're running into right now is not everybody is fully committed to moving on from Earl Thomas. Now, I'll tell you this for a fact. I know this. John Snyder wanted to move on from Earl Thomas after he ran over to the locker room at the end of the se- uh, season last year and gave Jason Garrett a hug. Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll came out and said, whoa, wait a minute. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I think Nicholas makes a really good point, which yes. is, I mean – if it, it, it had to have happened way earlier. It, it wasn't going to happen if it hasn't happened by now, and it's certainly not Could have happened during the draft if they're no, not no, on no, the I'm clock at 50. It had to have happened way earlier, or now that we're this late in the game, it's certainly going to have to wait until after the Seahawks yeah, play the Cowboys. Not gonna yeah. that happen. Yeah. You're not going to do that five days before you put them, in a, so put them in a Cowboys uniform and fly them back up to Seattle to beat you. I don't think so. So – I'm not saying the door is closed. I think it's very close to being closed, but uh, it, it's something to watch at least for the month of September. Well, let's take one more break, pay some bills, and we will be back to discuss. Let's talk about the quarterback when we come back. Mm. This has been a production of Dallas. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of Dallas-based Black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50. Back Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with alumni and cheerleaders. Although you'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Yeah, check this out. Final segment of this inaugural happy hour. I'm glad you guys allow me to be a part of this you're running it we really had yeah. no choice that's Derek. i know call. Derek did that Derek just strings me along yeah he drew yeah. the name out of a hat yeah he's like this show's gonna be a disaster anyway because <laughs> it might not even be on the air right now if beam has anything to do with oh, it yeah. oh wow hey we let beam on the show today it's not a good idea to talk crap about the people who like make the show air we let know? beam on our show today nate pulled him in today i'm just saying i can give him a little he's the reason yeah. we're on and you're yeah. talking crap thanks beam thanks alex Thanks, new guy. <laughs> his name's David. David, thank you, David. David needs to get rid of old Miss. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I don't, right. like, yeah. his, I don't <laughs> like his sweater at all. I'm not going to introduce myself to David until he takes that damn thing off. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, James out here in the audience had a great question uh, while we were at break. He wanted to know a little bit about the game plan going into Carolina. Do you do you have a safety shadow cam? Do you bring a safety up in the box with, with Zeke? How, how Defensively, how do you line up and then – how does that kind of look to you guys? And he, and he also talked about the offensive line mm-hmm. yeah. kind of patched up right now. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to look at them? And, yeah, I did. And, and, and what do you look at for this game? Yeah, their, their preseason? I, yeah, I, I had to look at preseason stuff. I mean, they got a, they got a, some new new bodies out there. It's a team that runs a lot of, uh, you know, 11 personnel. Uh, they do actually play with a fullback at times. Uh, that's kind of a Norb Turner way of doing things. But they, they've done a really good job. You know, with Cam, even with even with the problems that they had with the offensive line the preseason, they still put Cam Newton back there and let him play. So they just, you know, but the, they've got a, a couple of, like, the left tackles out. They're going to have to do something there. I think when you're playing against Carolina, though, the one thing you want you know, to make sure you do is, like Nick said earlier, don't let Cam Newton beat you running out of the pocket. You know, he's such a big guy that in these games, people were getting to him, tackling him, or being on him and not getting him on the ground, hitting him, and he spins off, he runs, and then he gets a first down. You can't, you know, when, you, when you're third down and you're trying to get off the field, you can't miss tackles in the pocket. You have a chance to bring him down, bring him down. I mean, and I think you're good enough to what we've seen with Jalen Smith, you know, when you're playing nickel. Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, those guys, if you want to rush Jalen Smith, you're good enough with Sean Lee running, running Cam Newton down. You want somebody with some physicalness that's able to tackle to play against him that way. So that's what I do. I mean, if you could get pressure, that's great. You take advantage of the left tackle. We have to see who exactly they're going to start there because uh, Khalil got put on IR. So they're, they're doing a lot of different things right now. I mean, it's been a shuffle back and forth with some guys. But I feel like when you look at them defensively, you, ha- you have to block Luke Keekley. That, that really is the key. 
And now, now a matchup you can lose inside, though, too, is Kawan Short. You know, and if they put him on Connor Williams, that's going to be tough for the Cowboys. That is going to be a tough matchup right there. Don Terry Poe is a guy they got, you know, from Ugh. Atlanta. He's a big guy. He'll play. Mario they play the, Yeah, they play the one and the three. They've got some. Yeah, they do have some pass rushers, though, too. Yeah. But I worry about the inside matchup because of how short – Short being his last name, how well he plays, how much violence he plays. If Connor Williams is not up to the task, this could be a tough day for the Cowboys if they want to run the football, especially with Short in there making those plays. I don't want to put you on the spot, Brian, but I've been curious. I mean, preseason's hard, I know, because our team has barely shown anything in the preseason. But I'm curious, you know, Kelvin Benjamin's gone now. We, We haven't seen the Panthers in three years, but... You know, you got you got the new guy DJ Moore. Right. You got Devin Funches. Right. You got a running back who's also a receiver in Christian First, McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. He he can kill you. What is? I, mean, I can tell you right now. I mean, the Cowboys are going to play eleven and twelve personnel. Yeah. You're probably going to. I mean, you're going to see Jarwin and Swaim. You're going to see Williams, Beasley, Gallup, and Hearns in some combination. Right. Like that's probably what it's going to look like. Yeah. What What is the Panthers' personnel of choice? I guess is. That's the short way of asking that question. To defend that? Yeah. They'll play nickel. That Captain Mummerlin will play as the nickel. No, 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 no. What, defending them. What are the, what are, oh, what are the When Panthers? they trot their receivers out. Oh, oh, I see what you say. You're going to have to play nickel. You're yeah. going to have to. Because it depends on what they, how they treat Greg Olson, though, too. Yeah. I mean, is, Je- is Greg Olson, you know, he's really the all-world tight end for them. Do you treat him like a receiver or do you treat him like a tight end? Because he plays detached which meaning he plays, you know, away from the line. He's not a true inline Y. You know, that's what they got Ian Thomas for, the rookie from Indiana. They got oh. him to play more down. But they'll use both those. They'll play 12 personnel with oh, those guys. Oh, but it's like athletic 12 personnel. Yeah, exactly. Like so Big receivers. Big receivers. Oh. And, and you're right because D.J. Moore is a guy that they, that's kind of their speed guy. And they also have uh, Curtis Samuel. But it sounds like Curtis Samuel has a, a yeah, heart. Like he's going he to miss. Yeah, he's going to miss this game because he had a heart procedure for – uh, to, to handle that. So good for the Cowboys that way because this kid has got a ton of speed. He was yeah. a running back at Ohio State. They've converted him to wide receiver. It looks like he's made the transition. But it's a group with really big receivers. Cam will throw the ball up. you got to be able to play physical on the line with these guys. you got to bang them. I wouldn't worry so much about their speed. I would worry more about their ability to play the ball in the air, and I would worry about Olsen. I know people say, ah, oh, he's ancient. But you watch him in the preseason, though, they still throw the football to him on that drag stuff, the intermediate stuff, underneath stuff. Still has the ability to make those plays. Kind of wish the Cowboys had an ancient tight end right now. I'm going to say, yeah. Jason Witten was pretty ancient, and you could still count on him for six to ten receptions a game. Speaking of, I'm glad you all brought that up. How are they going to use it? We talked about receivers by committee probably. Are they going to do the same thing at tight end, or, or is Swaim going to be your guy and then the other guys fill in? Like, how's, how's the tight end position well, going to work Sw- out? Swaim and Jarwin in that order, and then uh, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, with this first one with, with the Schultz. Or Rico, I guess they could keep them both active. Um, you think they'll go into a game with four active tight ends? I just, I, you know, Garrett didn't rule it out. I'll, I'll be interested. We, the oh. great thing about being at the Star is we, we work in this building, and you can kind of hear what's happening at lunch, you know, with what's going on. So if you start to hear that, okay, well, they're going with Schultz, he's getting far more reps, then there's a chance that he'll be active. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet – I'm going to bet that there's going to be a split reps between those guys and whoever practices really the best or they feel like can help them in this game as a blocker 
and as a receiver will be that guy that dresses on Sunday. And I think we'll find out before that because, you know, you don't get to see a lot of practice, but they do work on some special teams things. Right. You see who's, who's actually doing scout team special teams, and, who, and if you see one of them just on the regular punt team or kick, kick team, you know, that, that, could, that could tell you, you know, what's going to happen right there. Yeah. I, That's a real trick of the trade right there is, like, something you only appreciate if you cover this team. But, like, Friday practice, it's the chillest practice. There's no pads. There's nothing going on. But you can learn a lot about what's going to happen on That's Sunday. Scout's notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final, final look, yeah. You just, just, watch, just watch the punt team. Who's on the punt team and who's standing over with their helmet off? And you're, you're like, okay, or, Rico's playing. Yeah, you're like, where's 20, you know, 23? And they're like, he's got that yellow beanie on his yeah. head. Like, he's not playing. Yep. Yeah. He's out. He's an actor. <laughs> yep. What would you guys do with Rico? Would you let him play? Put I mean, him out there. I he's mean, earned the right to. If yeah, gonna, yeah, he's earned the if right. If you're going to put him on the 53, just let him go. Find right? a yeah. way to make him make Get him it on work. the field. At, at, he might he might make a play or two in the game that, you, that oh. you don't expect. It might be you know you're fighting for your inches in this game, and all of a sudden something. You know, Nick. No, I'm just laughing. I'm sorry, Brian. You were making a good point. I'm no, I mean you're fighting for inches in the game. Maybe you're not running the ball well, and all of a sudden you throw the ball to Rico, and he makes a circus catch, and kind of gets your offense going. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes a key third down and seven catch, and. You know, Boom, there you go. So you, on Monday morning, you know, talk radio, and they got those, like, 12 lines, and they're all, yeah. what's going to light it up more? Oh, God. Your, your kicker misses two field goals. Mm. Oh. Or it's third and two in a game you lose. It's third and goal from the two, and Zeke is like, mm. and they go fake to him and th- fade it up to Rico, and he kind of, you know, Fumbles jumps, it around. jumps too early, and it's incomplete, and they LSU did that the other night. field goal. Yeah. That, that's after that. Yeah. So the combination there. When Zeke's sitting there like, I'm sorry, I'm averaging six yards a carry. Is that not I think th- I think people will be more critical of the, the kicker. I kind I think of that, agree. That, this is the, the, they, everybody loves Rico. Mm. That's, I mean, no, not everybody. Not well, <laughs> but even, no, even no, everybody, the, peop- the fans, oh, the fans, yeah, the yeah, fans yeah. love I, Rico. I don't, think, I don't think that's even true about the fans. A lot of them do. A lot, but I think there's a fan. You know when we put Rico in a headline, is it? It's true. It doesn't mean you like. You know, him. I feel bad for the the kicker because if he doesn't make the first twenty in a row, <laughs> no, he is screwed. going to be one of the most hated players in the last and twenty years. He does. Cowboys. He has done nothing to deserve nothing. That. Yeah. Nothing. Twenty oh. in a row. Well, no, maybe not. Well, if he's he, got to make the first if, five or ten. If he misses his first kick in the first three or four games of the year, yeah, Dan Bailey missed his first kick, right? Yeah. yeah. If he misses his first kick, he better be like Dan Bailey because he missed the nineteen yarder, and then like, okay, the guy's going to be cut. I don't care what happened. He's like, well, he made winner, a 50-yarder right? in the wind to force overtime, and then because Jesse Holly got caught at the one, yeah. he got to kick the game winner. Don't it's talk like, about my cover four co-host like that. <laughs> okay? He made a great play. Yeah. Uh, no, hey, as long as, I got, as long as I got the personnel guy over here, I want your honest opinion on this because – I'll do my best. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. I'll have a chip. <laughs> From my perspective, there just has to be a way that you can get Rico involved in this, right? Like, sure hey, hey, protect the edge on punt team. Sure there is. Protect the edge on field goal team. You're sure. a big athletic dude. Sure there you is. can keep an end from coming around yeah. and blocking the kick. And then yeah. we'll, we'll draw up six or seven things you can many, do in the many, red zone package. How, many times like, how they, hard is that? How many times do they play with guys that didn't play special teams last year in games? Yeah. You'll get those linebackers. You know, all those. I mean, Jalen Smith didn't play in special teams. Who's the guy we brought back that for the third time? That the linebacker, I always forget his name. Uh, is he still on the team? No, he's a guy that. that oh, we, Mark Nazacha? No, forget no. it. I, I, anyway. <laughs> oh, now I want Durant. Now. Justin yeah, Durant. Durant. Yeah, there we go. I always forget Justin Durant's name. Which is. But he didn't play special teams. Yeah. 
I mean, they, they, they went around. None of the running the, the only running back that played special teams was was Smith. They they they, they, they dressed. Uh, okay, so you're helping me make Alfred my point. Morris. I mean, that, no, They're, I'm trying to tell you that's why they would do it. Just put him in the game when you get the ball to the 25. If you got seven linebackers, probably six of them are going to dress in this game. Yeah, you've got enough special teams players. Dress. Rico, like, why even put him on the team if you're not willing to do it? Yeah. I'm with you, Dave. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but I hope it I've does. been wanting to count inactives all week, and I keep thinking, oh, it's only Tuesday. I mean, I'm like, trying to think, like, who's going to be the inactives? But I'm like, oh, it's usually a Thursday or Friday thing. What's the deal in the? What's the deal with the numbers that's going on? Um, oh. Yeah, All actually, the jersey numbers changing? Yeah, yeah, what's going on That's with that? a really – I didn't know that about Demarcus yeah, Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, well, we knew 74, Dorrance Armstrong. We knew he was going to make the team. We also knew that he was not going to be in 74 because Bob Lilly will always yeah. be the only one to have that. Um, so we thought maybe he'd get into the 90s, and he moved to 58. And Antoine Woods had 92, and, and um, Daniel Ross was like 93. Anyways, they cut Charles Taffer today, and – Demarcus Lawrence said, "Listen, we're all going to be in the '90s here. You know, we, we need to be together mm-hmm. on this." So he he basically told Armstrong, "You need to get up to 92," and it kind of moved Antoine Woods to 99, and I think Ross is now 93. And I like uh, that. Cause, I mean, yeah, they're the hot boys. Yeah, which I, they've been putting it off all through training camp. But the first thing I'm asking Tank or Taco or whoever when they talk this week is, "All right, who who are the hot boys now? Like, who's Manny Fresh? Who's Juvenile? Who's Birdman? Who's Wayne?" Um, I just need to know. I've wanted to know since July, and I they got to tell us. They have to. Dayton Jones is not in the 90s. Good He's number though. 56. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's Dayton Jones. I'm they're going to carry him too. I'm just confused whether or not he's on the team because I've heard it three different ways since this morning. I think he is on the team. They're going to carry him. Yeah. Yes, it appears that that is true. All yeah. right. Last question before we get out of here. We got a few minutes left. You guys concerned at all about the quarterback position? You good with where they're at? I'm good with the quarterback as, as long as they're able to do things offensively that help him mm-hmm. running the football. I don't want to put it all on him again, not with, the, not with the receivers, not with the unknown receivers, really the unknown tight ends. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to do that again. I, I, you know, let's, and people are probably going to get a little frustrated with Scott Linehan running it, running it, you know, running it again, you know, that kind of thing. But look what, look what worked for them in 2016. That's the that's the recipe you need. You need Dak Prescott, the ball handler, you know, that thing, the simple passes, things he could throw. Don't put a lot of pressure on him to have to make throw after throw after throw after throw. The Kansas City game plan, the way they won that football game was impressive. Beat a good team that had a good offense, good defense. Played a, it was probably the most complete game they played all year. That's the kind of game plans they need every week. If the team, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to bail Dak out, but if the team around him is healthy, if his left tackle's there, if the center of his line can hold without Travis Frederick, and if his all-pro running back is there, I think he's going to be great. I do not think he is ready to carry a team by himself the way that Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson can. But if his supporting cast is okay, I think he can play at a Pro Bowl level, and I think he will. He's done it. When that has been the case for his entire career, he has played great. His, his quarterback rating was 101 as a rookie, and it was in that category before everybody bailed on him in November of last year. I think he's going to be fine. He's a mentally tough dude. He's a confident dude. I don't know if it means that the Cowboys are going to get to the playoffs, but I think Dak Prescott is going to be the least of this team's worries. That's you, Nick. I, I think, uh, you know, it's his show. He's got to be good. I mean, they, they, you know, they've said all along that we're going we're gonna to part ways with the, um, you know, the be- one of the best receivers in franchise history, 
And, and because of Dak, and we're going to make this a, a, a Dak's team. And, um, you know, they didn't go out and get some high-profile tight end after, you know, Witten left. They didn't really didn't have a choice there. But they're, they're putting, his, you know, a lot on him. And so there's really no more excuses for, for him. I'm not saying that there ever was, but he's not the young quarterback anymore. It's his show. He's got to go do it. They got good pieces around him. I think he can. But, but I mean, it's, you know, if he's going to face he's gonna face the heat. You know, he's no longer the, that young guy. He's going to face the heat if it doesn't go well. But that's being the quarterback in Dallas. That's what happens. Last question before we get out of here. You said that was the last well, question. Well, I, I lied. Ah. I made it up. Yeah. We've got a couple of minutes. Though, Bad so. host. Cool. What are your expectations of, for the season? Oh, just okay. Yeah, let's um, just do it. Let's get it out there on this show. I expect. I saw, I saw somebody. I, saw, I was looking at something from the Panthers, and I saw that they did this with different guys, and one of their media guys said Not somewhere between <laughs> 9 and 11 wins. I'm like, well, that's cool. That's nice and convenient. Nine Way to go out on a limb. Yeah. Um, I kind of think the same for Dallas. I, I, I'm going to go 10 wins. I'm not going to change on that. I, I 10, 10 wins. And I think 10 wins. Playoffs? Them, I think that gets them in the playoffs. But you know what? you gotta, you got to win certain games. And at Carolina in week one is, is one of those certain games because they're going to be sitting right there as well. Yeah. And to have that tiebreaker over them is going to be big, I think. I think they're that type of team. That's why, and not to go back to what we said, I don't think it's a must win, but it is a you, you better win. You better go get this win. I think they're going to be in the conversation because they always have been. Mm-hmm. 2015 is the only year of Jason Garrett's tenure where they haven't been in contention for a playoff spot. Um, I don't know if they make it. I don't think they will right here before the season starts, but that's, not, that's really not an indictment of them. I just think the world of the NFC, mm-hmm. I think the Saints, Falcons, Panthers are all strong. I think the Vikings might be the most stacked team in the league. The Rams have added an ungodly amount of talent. Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, last I checked. Eagles only got uh, better. The Eagles are the reigning champs. I, mm-hmm. I mentioned the reigning champs, eighth Bears on that better. list. Right. The Bears got better. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Yesterday. Stafford is still there. Russell Wilson is still there. Um, I don't see him making the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to go 9-7. and seven. I just think this is a tough year to be in the NFC. Yeah, yeah I think nine wins, and I think it's going to be very, very tough. They, I, I am worried about the NFC South. I said it to open the show. I, I think if you find a way to navigate that, play well within your own division, you've got a shot. But I, I look at 9-7. and seven, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. And I think at the end of the year, they're going to talk about making a change at the head coach. Brian <laughs> <laughs> Broaddus never pulling punches. There you go. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun, fellas. This yeah, was yeah great. this was great. Yeah, thanks to uh, Concrete yeah. Cowboy for having us. Uh, we're going to do this every Tuesday, 6 to 7. We'll mix it up next week. Do we know who's on the show next week? No. It probably Whoever gets struck out of the hat. We're just going to draw it. Pulling names out of a hat. Draw it. We, we did our tour, huh? We're we'll see. Done. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, Beam, thanks Thanks for, yeah. thanks thanks for Chris. keeping us on thanks, the air. David. Thanks, David. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, yes. Thank you, guys. Dave, yes. thanks, Dick. Brought us. Appreciate it. And tune in next week and see who the mystery hosts are on <laughs> Happy Hour.